millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. These nuclear revenge stories are full of energy, so let's keep that energy up by hitting the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Muziad. Bully the fat guy? How about you take a stroll? Just wanted to share the story of how I dealt with the bullying around 16 years ago. Little bit of a backstory. I was a bit on the heavy side back then, and by bit, I mean I was the biggest guy in size in school. So I got bullied a lot, mostly verbal. The few times it got physical, I didn't retaliate. So almost everyone knew how much of a softie I am, which made me a prime target for the whole school. Also, the school was an all-exclusive boys' school. On to the story. I was called a lot of names back then. Chubby, Fatty, Big Lori. Anything big in size gets associated with my name. There's this one guy who I've known since the first grade, let's call him DB, who's been relentlessly bullying me since the first time he laid eyes on me. I'm kind of a nerd, just love computers and anything related to technology, which DB didn't like, because his IQ is mostly a double digit and he has trouble figuring things out. So at the start of 8th grade, we could take an extra class that taught us current technology and stuff. DB stayed at the back of the class and got in a lot of trouble with the teacher because he was disruptive. The technology department's located on the first floor of the school. This will be important later. I'd already complained a lot to the school administration about the bullying and even had my parents involved during the 4th grade. He only got a slap on the wrist because his father was a friend of the school vice principal. Vice Principal had filed numerous reports about DB, but had never taken action. Oh, and the time my parents got involved, he said, Boys will be boys. They're just having fun. They'll grow up and look back to those moments and have a laugh. Who knows? Your kid might even lose weight just to impress them. My parents were helpless in the situation. So at the start of 8th grade, the bullying started. And this time it was mostly physical, punching me on the arm, slapping the back of my head. My father had always taught me to turn the other cheek and always to respect others, even if they do something wrong to you. Exactly one month after the start of the school year, I went home with a black eye and fingernail scratches on my face. My father couldn't bear it anymore. That was the day my father gave the best advice that he had given me. Son, you have the size and strength to overcome many things. Next time anyone even thinks of bullying you physically, mess him up bad. You'll never have any trouble with anyone if you stand up and fight back against them. I had been bottling up everything up until that day. My father's words unleashed that rage beautifully. I went back to school the next day and I was fuming. Eight years of pent-up rage ready to freaking demolish DB. My first class for that day was technology class. The teacher still hadn't come to class, so we were all just waiting outside. DB saw me and started going on and on about my size. I didn't say anything. The moment he punched on my arm was the breaking point. 
I simply grabbed onto his shoulders and said the words I was waiting to say all day long. This is for all the years of you punching and calling me names. I freaking threw him over the railing from the first floor. He landed on the ground with a sickening thud. What followed was the most girlish scream I had ever heard. The rest of the class had to pick up their jaws from the floor. VP came running to his aid, looked up. He saw me smiling with the biggest grin I ever had during the eight years I spent in that heck. Parents were called and what followed was a crap show. DB's father tried to punch me in the office in front of everyone. Principal, vice principal, four head teachers of the school, and the principal of the school board who just happened to be on a visit to the school. My father got in front of him and laid a nice uppercut which dislocated his jaw. Police were called and he was arrested for trying to assault a minor. Vice principal was fired because he had never taken any action against DB even though he knew the whole story. DB had a broken shoulder and broken kneecap which stopped him from playing soccer which he loved. After the whole fiasco was sorted out, my father gave me some new advice. Just punch their lights out. Don't throw them from balconies. I never had any more trouble with bullies. They were scared of me. My next goal was to protect the other kids who were getting bullied. If I saw anyone bullying anybody, I would stand next to the kid and ask what's the problem. They would always apologize and leave. I could proudly say that I solved the bullying problem and our school barehanded. Well, good on OP for finally standing up against these people. Sometimes I like to hearken back to the phrase, violence is never the answer, but sometimes it is. Growing up, have you ever been in a proper fight at school? Let me know in the comments down below. And our final story of the day is by usedad4905. Ex and boyfriend hurt my daughter, tarnished my friend's reputation, and I seek revenge. I'm going to begin with the main players. Me, my ex-wife Pepper, revenge target number one. Her boyfriend Steve, revenge target number two. The boyfriend's ex-wife Maria, co-partner in the revenge. My daughter Sarah, and my friend Jason, accomplice in the revenge. With that said, let's get some backstory out of the way. So, Pepper and I had a very up and down marriage. It was one of those that I was madly in love with her, but looking back, I think she was more in it for the money and convenience. She had one son, we'll call Drug, because he was and still is a major drug addict before we got married. And I also had one son, name is unimportant, that I had full custody of. While married, we had Sarah. I toughed the marriage out for as long as I could, but eventually we just couldn't keep it together. We separated and due to traveling some for work and having custody of my son, I moved back to my hometown a few states away so my parents could help but kept an apartment in the town that Pepper and Sarah lived in so that I could still spend as much time with my daughter as I could. At this time, I asked my best friend Jason who's a lawyer and owns his own firm to do up a child support agreement for us. It's very important to note that we only address child support. It had nothing about custody or visitation or anything else in it. So for about a year, this is how it would work. I would spend a month with Sarah while my parents watched my other son, and then I would spend a month with my son. Almost exactly a year later, I could no longer afford keeping two households, and Pepper was wanting to move back to her hometown, which was in a different state, but closer to where I lived. So I gave up the apartment, and she moved. The new situation continued for a couple more years. Pepper and I remained friendly and even tried to reconcile the relationship a couple of times, but 
it wouldn't work out. I was still deeply in love with her, but we couldn't come to an agreement on things like where to live and such. I forced myself to try and move on and started dating. She'd been dating basically from the day after I moved out. Even though I still loved her, our relationship moved more into good friends than husband and wife, so she eventually meets Steve. I never was told much about Steve other than he was a certified ethical hacker and that is what he did for employment, important later. While they were dating, she would send me texts about their dates. She even texted me the day they first had sex together. This hurt deeply and looking back, I think this is what she wanted, but I tried to play the part of good friend and confidant. Steve and Pepper had been dating for 6 months when out of the blue she tells me they broke up and she realized that she's madly in love with me. Since it's at the beginning of summer, she packs some suitcases and heads to my state. They were going to spend the summer with me and see if they like it or not. We had an amazing summer. All the kids are getting along, drug even loved it here. So she makes it official, we're back together and they're moving in. We went and registered my daughter for school. We were even able to get her on a peewee cheerleading team for the summer. She made several friends and was loving being here. There was only one problem. Pepper still had an apartment that had all of her furniture and stuff in it. I offered to go pick up with my truck and help load everything, but she insisted that her and drug can get it done. So off they go to pack it up and then head to their new home. As you can guess, Things didn't go as planned. She was home for about three days when she informs me that under no circumstance will she move and that her and Steve are in love and moving in with each other. To say I was destroyed was an understatement. I couldn't understand why she had done it. The worst part was that she had left it to me to tell Sarah the bad news. When I told her, the devastated look on her face started turning my feelings of hurt into feelings of anger. Then Sarah broke down and started begging to stay with me and started spilling the beans. She told me things about how her mom would leave with Steve for days and leave drug in charge. She had to learn how to cook for herself at 8 because drug would spend the money on well, drugs, and spend the whole time high. If drug wasn't left in charge, Pepper would use her multiple convicted felon niece to watch her. She also told me about the first time that she had met Steve. He came to their house, basically said hello, and him and her mom disappeared into the bedroom and started having loud sex. Sarah was outside the door and they just ignored and continued. This is how my 8 year old learned of sex and is still in counseling trying to recover 7 years later. At this point, my anger has turned to rage. I immediately notified Pepper that there was no way Sarah was coming back and I would fight her to the death to keep her out of that situation. Pepper responded by getting an emergency hearing in her state to force Sarah back. I had to scramble but I managed to get a lawyer and easily won the hearing, which Pepper showed up late for and told the judge it was due to a disability. The judge agreed that since there was no custody agreement and with the troubling accusations, that it was best for now for Sarah to stay with me. I had won the first battle, but it was short-lived. Within an hour of the hearing, I started getting tons of phishing emails and texts. I was also getting password resets and MFA codes for my bank, Facebook, Reddit, and any other accounts. I knew that Steve was behind it. The very next day, Jason calls. His law firm's website, email, and phone account has been hacked. Because he had to disclose the hack to the court, and because he was working on a semi-high profile case at the time, the FBI got involved. 
To say I was enraged was an understatement. These two people had destroyed me, harmed my daughter, and tarnished the reputation of my lifelong friend. It was time for them to pay and pay dearly. I was a man on a mission. I spent hours digging up as much dirt as I could on Steven and Pepper. I had a lot of luck with Pepper. I found social media posts of her out late drinking that correlated to tardiness and missed days at school for Sarah. I found tons of pics of her and two strange kids doing fun activities. I found neighbors that were willing to testify that Sarah had to come beg for food because she was either left with either drug or the felon. I knew I could bury her. Steve, on the other hand, had all of his accounts locked down. I couldn't find any dirt and it was driving me crazy. Then it hit me. Try LinkedIn. It paid off. There wasn't much posted through his account, but I found his ex-wife's account. I reached out to her, and she happily accepted. Maria and I became fast friends. She hated Pepper, for good reason as they'd both abandoned her kids like my daughter, and didn't want her around her kids. I learned so much. To keep it short, Maria and Steve had recently divorced. As part of the custody agreement, Steve got the house, car, bank account, savings, and a lower than usual child support. Maria had traded all that money to have control of the kids. She knew he was a scumbag, and all she was concerned about was keeping her kids safe. They had a very detailed custody agreement with rules for Steve to follow. As part of that agreement, if Steve broke any rules, then he had to pay and pay dearly. He had to sell the house and give her half of everything. His child support would also double, and Steve would be financially ruined. Steve also didn't have her blocked on the social media, and would regularly send texts, bragging about how great his life was without her. Many of those texts had pictures of Pepper in them. We compared notes, we swapped evidence, we came up with a plan, and now it is time for revenge. First, I got with Jason. He let the FBI investigator know that I also had some hacking attempts, and we believed it was the same person. The investigator called quick. I gave him all the information I had and who I believed was doing it, and he asked a weird question. Do I know where Steve worked? Well, yes, I did, thanks to Maria. So apparently Steve wasn't as good as a hacker as he thought himself to be. They had already tracked back the hack on Jason to a business, the very same business Steve worked for. As soon as my conversation with the FBI was done, I called his work to lodge a complaint. I told the manager that someone was trying to hack me, and I was sure it was Steve. They of course didn't take it too seriously because I had no proof. What they didn't know was that they were soon going to be getting a visit from a special agent. The next week was absolute heck for Steve and Pepper. Pepper got served with divorce papers, and her lawyer got served with all the evidence I had gathered. My lawyer said it was the most complete investigation he had ever seen. I had all 40 tardiness and 19 absences tied to nights out drinking with Steve. I had hard proof of them abandoning my daughter for days at a time. Maria even gave me a picture that was taken at 2am the night before the emergency hearing with Steve and Pepper drinking in a tattoo parlor. The same hearing she was late to and said it was due to a disability. Steve got served that he had violated the entire custody agreement. Maria had pictures from me proving he was with Pepper on the nights the kids were with him and they were left alone. 
She also had proof that there was contact with Pepper that violated the custody agreement. The fallout was awesome to watch. Steve was fired between my complaint, another older complaint of him hacking, and the FBI showing up. They had no choice but to fire him. He did avoid any legal issues as the FBI could never tie it directly to him. The word spread of why he was fired and no one would hire him in an IT job again. He had to sell the house, liquidate all the investments and bank accounts and give half to Maria. His child support got to stay the same since he no longer had a source of income. Last I heard, he was working at a grocery store. So, in total, his income went from 200,000 plus a year to less than 40 grand. As for Pepper, the divorce was swift and painful for her. The judge ruled in my favor for all counts. I got sole custody and sole decision making. She was forced to go to counseling, and her and Drug can only visit Sarah with a third party supervisor paid for by Pepper. Sarah's doing much better. She still needs counseling, but she thrives in school and has many friends. She very rarely sees her mom, but she's much better off without her. I think it's great that Sarah has such a caring and dedicated and devoted father that they're willing to lay down all this legal in-court stuff just to protect them and make sure that they can stay with them and get the help they need and just foster a good environment for them to grow in. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of both of these stories, which one was your personal favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.